Welcome to the Stuff Podcast. My name is Toby Shapshak. I'm the lowly publisher of this fine publication, which is uh, both in print and digital and on mobile, on tablet, and anywhere you can find us. With me is Brad Lang. That's me. Very energetic, most recent uh, joinee. Indeed, that's me. Hello, thank you. And uh, we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects today. And you, you could be mistaken for thinking you, you could hear a bit of schadenfreude in my voice. Can I, can I guess what one of your favorite subjects is? Go for is it. Is it tripods? Facebook. Okay. But tripods <laughs> is another favorite one. Currently, very, very currently. Uh, uh, I'll get to that. But of course, I am a geek and I'm very excited by this new generation of, of tripods. Okay, now, now you are actually talking about tripods. I was yeah. being a joke, but now you start talking about tripods. Let's talk about Facebook. Do you want to talk about Facebook? Let's talk about Facebook. Let's talk about Facebook. So Facebook has been sued by the Departments of Justice and mm-hmm. other 40 states for monopolistic tr- practice and for quote-unquote smashing the competition, which is entirely true. And Facebook is really going to struggle to fight this off. They have deep pockets. They are a company with $800 billion. Dollars. Mm-hmm. They have some serious resources, and they are not going to go down without a fight. Mark Zuckerberg has called this kind of threat existential, and history revisionism. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. But I don't disagree with the lawmakers. I do think Facebook killed off the competition by buying them. It did yeah. it first with Instagram for a billion dollars and then it did it a couple of years later for 19 billion for whatsapp which shows you just the relative value of the competition so i'm very pleased to see someone's doing something about this because this was not what it was sold and in in no universe where anti-competition and antitrust to use the american word uh, laws apply could this have gone through and it shouldn't have but well that's uh, sort of facebook's big sort of like defense right that one of the things i've seen i think it was their vice president what's her name um cheryl sandberg yeah she was saying her, her like main defense of it all is well you let us do it in 2012 why, why is it a problem now you know the ftc i think it's the, yeah, it's the ftc yeah the ftc did it under obama um, but it's still, it's not what they did. And, and there have been so many cases where Facebook and you, WhatsApp have, have, have done what they said they wouldn't do. One of the agreements they said, especially with the European privacy watchdogs, was that they would not use the numbers, mm. the phone numbers from WhatsApp and integrate them with Facebook, which, of course, they obviously did immediately. Facebook has been so duplicitous, so dishonest, so Machiavellian, the malfeasance is extraordinary, um, and and it has Hickey enabled well. a, 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 a platform of disinformation, of hate speech, of misogyny, of Holocaust denialists, of white supremacy, of all of the worst kinds of things of humanity, racism. It's just awful. Mm-hmm. And Facebook has been very hands-off on it. And, and that's, to me, irresponsible and unforgivable and indefensible. Facebook has been a business that has amplified the voices of, of, of angry, stupid, 
crazy gun deranged people you know QAnon has gone crazy on facebook for for one and and it's just unforgivable and now whatsapp has become an even worse disseminator of of disinformation you think so you think whatsapp's worse than facebook globally the the regulations the the investigations whatsapp is a is an evil spreader of misinformation uh, all of these old videos of of um foreigners attacking locals there's so many have been disproved that's why facebook uh, that's why whatsapp r- reduces the times you can forward a message because of how many times it got forwarded. Well, they had to really double down on us like during the halfway point of this year when everyone was spreading all the exactly disinformation so you've got this communication system but it has become whatsapp is is way more it's over a billion users facebook yeah. has over two billion users messenger has over a billion users instagram you know they, these are the facebook has control of three of the largest social media networks in the world sure a lot of there's a lot of crossover so it's the same people but nonetheless it really scares me it scares me that one company that has proved so irresponsible previously that 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 has said mark zuckerberg has said privacy as we know it is over this is a this is not a business decision that any of us bought into or signed up to we didn't say hey we'll throw away our personal privacy so we can see funny cat videos um and be spammed by clickbait in the news feed that i didn't agree to that and and that's what's happened it's been a a diabolical shift in uh, ethics and morality and our understanding of privacy and it's been a terrible terrible re leveling of standards of ethics and, and and honor and responsibility mark zuckerberg keeps saying i'm responsible i'm responsible sure he is but he's not accountable he doesn't say, yeah. no other company in the world could the sea of 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 a listed company go through so many scandals and be tarnished by so much bad, bad, you know, stuff and not be fired. But of course, Zuckerberg is a very clever guy who managed to make sure he controls the voting or the voting block of shares of his company. But it's it's all wrong, you know, and the, the evidence just piles up and piles up. So uh, Schadenfreude, not so much as thank God at last somebody's going to someone's address. actually doing something about this. Yeah, it worries me. It worries me that all of us are using this messaging app WhatsApp that is controlled by a company that has patently told us and shown us that it's not interested in us. It's interested in profit, and and our personal privacy and our our personal issues are not its priority. That's it's terrifying. How so? Now that the that this lawsuit is actually taking place against Facebook, how likely do you think it is that um, the FTC now goes after Google and Twitter? You know, because now they they've got the grounding for it, right? Well, the, the the two months ago, the Google Google was sued by by the U.S. government, and they've alleged exactly the same thing: a monopoly in search, uh, which is true. Yeah, um, and and. And more cases are coming against Apple. Apple is is um, uh, being accused, amongst other things, of, of uh, co- overly controlling its app store and then treating its own apps better than other apps. And this, there's so Which much evidence. You know, I've written about this extensively. Spotify sued Apple uh, last year in, in, in the EU. 
uh, about this behavior and you can see there's people have tracked the data and they've like captured the screens and you know when apple launched its music profile everybody uh, its music app everybody else's stuff was like dropped off the front page there'd be at one point i think there were 17 apps from apple before the next music app i could be wrong but but those kind of insane numbers more than 10 so so that's apple apple has is is in the pro not in the process but through that whole you know apple taking 30 percent cut of all um in app purchases or app sales whatnot they've i don't know if you saw but they've Reduced, reduced it to 15 it for summer. I mean, of course, up great. Up to about a million, no, not a, I think it's 100,000 downloads, something yeah. like that. But of course, all the other people are saying, like, that's not fair, and that's an attempt to yeah. divide and conquer. The Google issue is also quite interesting because it involves Apple because um, they, you know, they paid Apple a billion dollars a year, I think, to make Google the default search engine in an iPhone, which um, US lawmakers immediately said was anti-competitive mm. behavior and that they basically bought, muscled their way into being the default search engine. Very true. I mean, interesting that there are rumors that Apple wants to search, uh, to yeah, do they their, s- own they search their own search engine. engine as well, yeah. Which is, a, there's just rumors. We haven't, like, there's no confirmation. But if that is the case, that is a pretty damning reflection on how they expect those that like those court proceedings to follow you know no and and i don't think it's a bad thing i mean they've they've got enough data from their maps service for for a, a, a you know a search database of companies yeah. and places like that i would imagine and I'm, i would imagine you can buy a lot of this data from some of the other uh, big mapping companies here which was once owned by nokia i wonder what, 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 what ways is doing with all that ways all of that well ways is feeding it into into Google Maps, obviously. Google, yeah, Google owns Waze as well. Yeah, of course. It's a, it's a, the public affiliate. If I can get onto, if I can get onto a tangent, Waze can get in the sea. Hate Waze. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. I was, I was going to visit my parents up in uh, Hootspreit, if I can get the pronunciation correct, and I put in the the address to Waze. I've only ever driven down from there once. So I know I'm, I'm a bit foggy on how to get to the route. It's about a five hour drive. Waze, instead of taking me the route that was like four and a half, five hours long, it took me a route that was eight hours long and put me through two extra toll gates. Now, I'm not saying that Waze was actively <laughs> trying to make the Gauteng municipality more money by taking me through more toll routes. I'm just saying that it did do that to me. I, I, it did, but I, I have to say, I mean, like, you didn't check it when you started out. No, no, I didn't. I, didn't. I mean, I, I got to say there's a little bit of user error. No, no, that was on me. I, did, I should have confirmed it first. But you, when you plug something into like a map app, you you assume it's going to take you on the best route. So so I use Google Maps mostly because of the network effect. I don't like Waze because the only people who use Waze are generally, uh, it's a big generalization, certainly in South Africa, taxi drivers, Uber drivers, mm. people who are trying to avoid... Uh, uh, um, people with Huawei phones, with like me. Well, yeah, or, or people, you know, that Waze is very good at, at, at tagging uh, all the speeding cameras. Yeah. And that really is a USP for it. People use it because of that. But the people using it are those people, whereas everybody oh, just on iPhone or Android is using Google Maps, and mm. therefore Google gets a bunch of data. Then you know how busy roads are, you know... If there's traffic, you know about congestion. These are useful additional features that I that I, I find useful. But you know, coming back to the, you know, the antitrust uh, issues around Google, 
I, they are even more terrifying to me than Facebook. They know everything. They know all everything our search industry. You know, I save all my photographs there because Google Photos is the best service. It used to be free now. It used to be free now. You got to pay for it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think Google, and this is a topic perhaps for next week. Google's becoming a storage company. They're going to start charging you for storage in the way Apple does and the way Dropbox. Do. They do, and they and they just they're just going to pump it up now. They got us all using Google Photos, and it is it's a brilliant service, better than any of the other ones I've tried, and I try them all regularly. Google Drive is just like my go-to. Like, why would I use anything else? And Google Drive is just so efficient. There you go. You know, so so you know that's their business model. Put it out there, get everyone to use it for free. Same with Gmail, same with uh, uh, Google Docs and, and hosting. Google Apps, they originally called it. Yeah. You know, Luckily, I registered all of my domains when it was still free. Is it now called like the Work Suite? Yeah, or Work, yeah, something. So, so the, the uh, Workspace. Workspace. Yeah, yeah so, they, so they, they cleverly have done that. Um, but they have so much data and they know so much about us. You know, the Facebook have what are called shadow profiles about us. Mm. Whether you're a Facebook user or not, Google has even more. You know, Android, the privacy problems in Android. Even when you told Android not to track and you wiped the phone, it still tracked you in, you know, previous versions of it. I mean, the, the, the data they allowed Facebook to scrape. You know, Google's... Google's no angel, and YouTube is the cesspool of the, of the the internet. The kind of conspiracy theories and QAnon and it other is, trash YouTube that's there is the just it's the lowest of the low. You you struggle to find a, like any kind of uh, video sharing platform that is as um, and again by far the most dimmit, uh, dominant. Um, so you know what? Let's talk about something uplifting. You know, even if it does involve an explosion. But Pretoria's most famous son. Fairly, li fairly literally uplifting as well. Yes, <laughs> yes. Pretoria's most famous son. More famous than Wimpole. Than J.R. Tolkien. Yeah, yeah. No, he was from Bloemfontein. Oh, was he Bloemfontein? No, he was born in Bloemfontein. Um, well, now I look like a fool. Anyway, Elon Musk has, uh, has launched and then exploded mm. his new starship. And that's, of course, all down in Texas where... He is now his, going to uh, move to, yeah, and he's going to do all of his new stuff there after. It did do a very good turn, though, in the air. It's a very cool turn. Yeah, amazing. I mean, if you haven't watched the footage, please uh, look on stuff.co.za. Yeah, got it. we're writing it up today. It, it's yeah, it's amazing. Very diminu diminutive calling it a very cool turn, but it <laughs> kind of was seeing this like thing go from like horizontal to just sheer vertical. It was amazing, like in mid-air. It was incredible. I mean, this is the, you know, this is the thing that I, I find astounding, right? Like, uh, this stuff was impossible. Everybody said this was impossible. The, the aviation industry said this was impossible. And yet, here comes this guy whose background is science fiction reading and, you know, avoiding mm -hmm. the bullies at his Pretoria High School, um, or South African High School, uh, you know, with a love of engineering and, and, fanciful ideas who's ended up creating a spaceship that can go from vertical to horizontal and land and does what it intends to but then there's a pressured problem with the tanks and it lands too fast or whatever and blows up it, it's still a success you know he's absolutely right how many times did um uh how many times did did uh those those boosters 
explode when they landed on mm. the barges. And, and in, in fact, there was a very funny, t- in his tweet, he said there's an RUD, a rapid unscheduled disassembly, <laughs> 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 which is how he described those, those boosters exploding on the, on, uh, or those rockets exploding on the, on the. It's a good turn of phrase. The, indeed. In fact, I mean, g- geeky as it is, what I love is that the barges are named after characters from E.N.M. Banks' culture novels, and the characters are sentient ships who choose these like funny phrases as their names. So there he is. This guy reads science fiction in a you know dodging bullies in a South African high school. I mean, he's not much. You know, we're roughly the same age. Like, yeah. wh- what's wrong with me? Like, what did I do? I didn't start a spaceship company or an electric car company. I mean, he's how's that? You know, he's the second richest man in the world. Brilliant. He just recently became second richest man in the world as well, didn't he? He's doing a lot. To p- he is the most famous South African at this point, I think. Would you say that? Yeah, with without a doubt, certainly in in, in the tech industry. Yeah. Um, I just wish he'd let us buy a bloody Tesla in South Africa. Can I? Can I? B- and the Powerwalls. Now they've said that. I registered. I signed up as soon as they announced yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, Apart did. from them emailing to say, "Do you want solar tiles?" Um, I think that was the question. Do you have a solar installation? That was the last I heard of them. So it was a big uh, data gathering. Mm. I suppose COVID would prevent it. But those Tesla power walls, that's such a brilliant solution. And it's elegant and simple. And you can put it on a wall in a garage or outside. Simple and elegant, you know, because next year, next year, my big project is going solar. He's going to go full on solar. Like solar panels, everything. All of that, yeah. But you you can't go full on. You've got to stay on the grid. And, and some, things, some things is actually cheaper to use Eskom power than, say, a generator if you're going to use an electric oven or um, sure. a swimming pool. Some of those things just turn out to be better to use Eskom power. So, and you can never truly disconnect. But, but I think that's the, that's the thing. And what, what, what Elon Musk has really potently said often is that his real plan is to save the planets. If we carry on going, if climate change isn't halted, that we, we won't be able to live here. And he, and he really gets it. And his big plan is that he will create a system of, of uh, electric cars and electric batteries. And that's how we will store our energy that we get from solar. That's the missing link between solar and usability of batteries. And, and all of the research they've done for the Tesla batteries means... I mean, Tesla has a battery day. Uh, batteries are by far the, the dullest thing, the most boring thing in our tech industry, aren't they? And yet they have a whole day of it, and people get really excited. They've come up with a, a new, beautiful design. Um, but I wonder how much money Elon Musk donates to organizations that assist in like, trying to save the planet. Because it's all very well you know, doing this going on this uh, endeavor of making all these electric cars and whatnot, but you're still the world's richest man. You have billions you can spend that could potentially be donated to organizations that could... I mean, this is more of just an issue with billionaires in general, I suppose, but... Yeah, I mean, interesting. It's interesting. I have no idea how much, but but look at the approach of, of Bill Gates and Warren Buffett versus Jeff Bezos, you know, who is the richest man, and Gates was, and they've they've created funds and organizations and giving pledges and they're trying to get all the billionaires to give money to charity it's fantastic i like that whereas 
Bezos has been very cagey and has a few projects here and there. He's been, yeah. I I, I mean, listen. I don't want to speak ill of someone I don't really know all that well, but I don't think you can ethically sit on that much money and not do anything good with it. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's my upbringing when, when you... You know, one of the great things about growing up Jewish is the is the great sense of community and the, the sense that you should be doing something for your family or your community. And if you've got a little, you give a little. If you've got a lot, you give a lot. That's the the, the community I've grown up in. Also very matriarchal. So I'm very used to, you know, the, the kind of sense of, of generosity that, that uh, the Jewish community is known for. Lots yeah. of charities, lots of organizations that help and do things and of course that's the way it should be if you make money give it back and and it's it's uh yeah it is it is a strange dilemma um but at least we know one day we may be able to get in one of those elon musk designed cybertruck uh, cyber trucks or uh I'm which are i'm really happy about spaceship i'd love uh, to. i was, uh, I was I sure, in different man. directions there uh yeah i i'm yeah, you 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 displaying your inner Pretoria. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> you want eh? a Bucky. I'm, I'm Cyber st- Bucky. I've still got the uh, I've got Cyberpunk 2077 on the mind, um, considering that's just launched today. Um, to wrap up, what have you been playing with this week? What's your toy for the week? Um, I'm sorry to say, it's my Manfrotto Elements M. Okay, listen, I, ed- I edited about ten minutes of you waxing lyrical about Manfrotto. If I have to do that again, okay, that's it. My Benfrotto tripod, uh, my son and sister-in-law uh, gave me the Nintendo Game & Watch Game and Super Watch. Mario Brothers yeah. edition. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of that, man. Have you got past 1-1 one, one yet? No, you know, you, know what I've, you know what I've truly loved? That that's brought back more memories and anything was, was ball. Was ball. I know, the little and juggling I game. totally... This when I powered on the the watching game and watch and I saw it there, I just had completely forgotten about it. But I played it as a kid and I remember it getting faster and faster and you know, that kind of childhood excitement. Yeah. I mean that I could well have been the first game I played. I mean, I remember playing Atari on a computer on like a like a very black and white grey screen a TV, not a computer, a TV. So um that was actually the thing I've had the most joy, and of course, you know, Super Mario. It's 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 just lovely. I yeah. love I love that. He doesn't love it. Yeah, I love that. I've always loved kind of um, reinterpretive or regenerative art. You know, uh, people take the the wrappings of of lucky star pilchers and turn those into paper mache balls, or you know, telecom telephone wire that mm. could turn into you know beautiful balls. I've always really liked that. You know, people who recycle or upcycle plastic into beautiful light fittings. I really like that. And so so I've kind of found that the fact that it's it's got that beautiful um colour palette, if you, if beautiful sure. is the word. Sure. Purple and gold. Well Mario is, as a character throughout the years has been very um reinterpretive by its very nature, right? You you look at the first Mario Brothers in comparison to what's you know currently being put on the switch well the, it's the and it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a completely different game but it's still that original idea it, you yeah know? i mean that's the, the 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 genius of nintendo isn't it that it's it's so it's the power of the story 
the power of the of the gameplay it's never been about the graphics because there were no graphics and and that's what they've reinvented themselves haven't they over and over with the wii with the switch uh with these reimagined games and i'm i'm really pleased for them i mean they're like a 130 year old company and they just keep reinventing themselves and it's look they, they could stand to learn a few things they have nintendo has not been very adoptive of the internet as a means of um communication as a means of um, community within the industry it's like its biggest fault but in terms of its if it's software of its hardware it's tremendous you know indeed indeed well there we go so it's a a good place to leave it for me what have you been playing with um this week i've been um mainly fiddling around with also, I, I don't want to keep this. This isn't a gaming podcast, but it's the the biggest thing that's happened all week. Is a, a Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I mentioned it a few minutes ago. I don't know if you have any idea what Cyberpunk is. I do actually. Yeah, do I'm you know what Cyberpunk? I do, but I'm not. I'm not a. I, I consciously gave up gaming. Mm. I was the editor of the the Electronic Mail and Guardian. It was called the Mail and Guardian website, and I was working ten hours a day, and then I was coming home and I was playing games, and I. I often used to bring my computer. It was a big box. So I used to bring it home from the office. I had a spare monitor and mouse and keyboard. And, and at one point, I just thought I have to stop sitting in front of my computer. Yeah. Um, so I gave up gaming. And I might get to that stage at some point. I don't know if I will, but I might. Who knows? So, so I still t- play games, obviously, like everyone alive. Everyone does, yeah. But I just, my hand-eye skills for consoles just ain't what it used to be. Mm. Well, no, I'm I'm still young. I still got I still got the, the the reflexes and the thumbs. My thumbs every morning when I wake up, I have to manually, like, click them, because my thumbs like, for one of a better phrase, they lock into into this sort of position. Which I mean, the, these are the these are the the you know. No, tennis players get tennis elbow. Tennis elbow. The guys who stir whiskey vats get kind of something called monkey shoulder. Yeah, exactly. You know, and gamers get lock thumb. Lock thumb. Perfect. Yeah. That's what I have. Yeah. But yes, I've been playing a lot of um, the new cyberpunk game, which is, I mean, if you have any interest in like Blade Runner or those sort of classic like dystopian I, 80s I, sci-fi. Oh, it's it's good. It's real, real I good. I have to agree. The graphics are excellent. Oh, no, they're, they're utterly gorgeous. Um, if the game is broken beyond all belief in terms of its bugs, it is held together by a shoestring i would say but the actual content of it is tremendous it's excellent but i won't bore you with this because i know you don't this isn't a topic that you're especially no, not wise on be, we will maybe maybe we should start a gaming um blog you and marseille i would be, love to yeah well, maybe, maybe we should maybe i should try and teach you everything i know about the industry and get you t- <laughs> up to date <laughs> it's just them them lock thumbs Long anyway ends. thank you for joining us this has been the stuff podcast please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and send us your feedback stuff at stuff.co.za please find us online www.stuff.co.za we're on instagram twitter. tiktok twitter facebook and all the other social media networks we couldn't think of right now yes thanks for listening thank you goodbye